some announcements really quick some events we want to let you know about we have on the fifth coming up we have ladies united fellowship and ladies christmas party and the sign-up sheet for that is going to be in the foyer for you to bring uh, a finger is that tomorrow it's it's on its way it's tomorrow (laughs) and so get to that sign-up sheet quickly and uh, we're gonna bring a finger food that's going to be a blast for you ladies we also have on the seventh jams Starting every Wednesday night, that is going to be great for you to be able to bring your children to that on Wednesday nights for somewhere for them to go. And I always remember going to jams whenever I was little. We learned some great, great things I still apply to this day. Uh, we also have next Sunday is going to be, it's the 11th, and that is Youth Sunday. And so we're having Youth Sunday, that Sunday night at 6 p.m. We always look forward to that. We also have our Christmas party on it's Christmas Sunday on the 18th, and we also have our Christmas uh, banquet. It will be at 6 p.m. on the 18th in the Family Center, and tickets are on sale in the foyer before and after service. 
So make sure you get that. To get for the adults, it's thirteen dollars. For kids under ten, it is seven dollars. And so contact Sister Lisa Calico for more info on that. We also have our mission pledge is due on the eighteenth of that month. So we've got a lot going on on the eighteenth on that of this month. And we also have on the twenty fifth will be no service because that is Christmas Sunday. And so we've got a lot going on this month, and I'm excited. I'm glad of it. Let's have, let's go ahead and stand up. Let's get ready to move into worship this Sunday evening. Father, I thank you for what you can and what you will do. And I pray, God, that we give you glory today in this place that gives you honor, and we worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen.
is above every name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I claim victory. In Jesus' name, I claim deliverance. In Jesus' name, I claim whatever is binding, whatever is fighting against us, whatever it is, in Jesus' name, shall be loosed in this place tonight. Amen. good to know somebody it's good to have somebody to call on in the time of trial and it really helps when that somebody is the creator of the universe and so we're going to have I'm going to bring these prayer requests forward and I encourage you before I even mention a name before I even say that Ministers will anoint you with oil, and you can come down here. I want you to make up in your mind, will I let God be God? Or will I let myself and will I let the things that are fighting against me get in the way again? I do that too many times where I let my thoughts, I let my decisions, I let my past circumstance, I let whatever it is get in the way of allowing God to be God. And I stay where I, I, stay where I was. I don't move forward. But when you allow God to be God, God will not be denied. God will move forward. God will claim victory going. God is God. God wins. And we make up our decision tonight, even if it's not a need in our own body, but we say, I'm going to listen for a name. And whenever a certain name reaches out to me, I'm going to pray for that need as hard as I can. We're going to believe that every name on this list that we're going to see changes, we're going to see progress, we're going to see healings in Jesus' name. We have Sister Renee Flowers, Robert Newberry, Jimmy Black, Virginia Copeland, Kaysen Steele, Kelly Ryan, Michael Barnett, Alex Stevens, Vicki Sayes, Jonathan Crawford, Miller Gamberry, Rex Foster, Bob Bolton, Billy Bolton, Lois Weems, Dennis Shannon, Kathy Caldwell, Georgia Mildred Pratt, Nelson and Missy Miller, Michael Green, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Bristow, Brother and Sister Proctor, Brother and Sister Trinado, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, and we have Katie Mercaldo, which is, uh, many of you might know her, Denise Williams. Uh, it is uh, her daughter, pray for her family. We have uh, Caleb, we have the Adams family that is needing our prayer, Caleb. Paisley and Clay, uh, they're really sick and they're needing a healing in their body. We have Monica Helm. Actually, this is, ooh, this is an answer prayer. We have Monica Helm who is cancer free. Praise God. Mm. I'm believing to see a lot more of these words victory report on top of these cards. I'm believing in it in Jesus' name. We have Linda Ferris, who is needing, having a special need. Charles Iyer. And then we also have pastors, uh, Uncle, Uncle T, is T.W. Hush, who has passed away. So be uh, praying for that family and praying for Pastor and his wife as they travel for that funeral. And so at this time, God has already begun to move. God has already said something to you. So I'm not going to try to add on to what he said to you already. But we're going to allow you to, if you feel any pull, any urgency, any draw 
to receive a little bit more than just what you've been experiencing lately, I encourage you to come forward. That ministers with faith are going to pray with and over you, believing in healing and anointing you with oil. And you're going to see victory reports. We're going to see strength being regained. We're going to see faith being uplifted. We're going to see the products of what God brings to the table when we step forward and we receive it. And so, Father, I pray right now that you begin to move over this place, that you desire to heal, you desire to minister, you desire to deliver. And God, I pray that we put down our pride that we decide that what we're in right now is just temporary, but God, you are forever. And I will pick you every time. I pray that you heal financially, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and nobody walks out of here the same way we walked in, but we walk out of here changed, strengthened, empowered, in Jesus' name.
God fill the room Angels are in every corner Would you feel the room God fill the room Everything that's dead comes alive
the ushers could get ready. We're going to take our tithes and our offering. Father, I thank you for you're already beginning to minister in this place tonight. And God, I pray that we continue to operate in your spirit and be obedient to your word and your direction. I pray that you bless what is given tonight and you bless the giver and you anoint the word and pastor as he brings it. And God, I pray that you open up our hearts and our minds to receive the word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Get my praise. God's gonna get my praise.
Wow. <laughs> Great to see you in this house. And according to your appetite, God will feed you. He will never feed you in forced manner. People that hunger and thirst after him, he will minister to them. And you can always gauge it based on that. So he don't always give it to you in the way that you want it to be. He gives you wisdom typically by giving you a trial. And then when you hunger after the knowledge, the wisdom is negotiating the problem. And that's where you learn wisdom. And it's a phenomenal thing. God bless you as you're seated. I am so excited about the hour in which we live. It is not just another day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. And the writer said, since I understand that, I will take advantage of it and I will rejoice in the Lord. It's amazing how people think that God's going to force on them holiness, godliness, righteousness, peace, joy, victory. God's not going to force that on anybody. He wants you to have it. So he said, he that hungereth and thirsteth after these things, they shall be filled. And that, as your faith reaches out to receive, and then you become a donor, because never does one kernel of corn come back up out of the ground with one little kernel sticking up. Could you imagine how funny that would look? If you put a kernel of corn in the ground and one came up? Replicating ourself is going to be in multiples. There's a city watching you because you claim to be the bride of Christ. And they want to see the production of the bride. And so God has a remedy for the failure and the failing. He's never going to stop loving you. Just not going to happen. He ever liveth to make intercession with the spirit world so that you can be afforded the wisdom of God by the spiritual virtues that are in place. Just amazing how this whole thing working. Let's turn tonight to the book of Joel. I cannot thank you enough. Those of you that have come to this house to share heartbeats with your brothers and sisters, you are to be applauded. Fear not, Joel, the second chapter and verse 21. Fear not, O land. 
I wish somebody would say, fear not. We need to speak that to ourselves. We need to speak that to our children. Fear not. We need to speak it to our mate. I'm afraid. You're hearing it all over the city. You're hearing it everywhere you go. I'm afraid that this is happening, and I'm afraid that's going to happen. And No, 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 no. That's why we've got to have revival. And so Joel said, don't fear. Be glad. Rejoice. For the Lord will do great things. And he says this prefacing the other things he says. Be not afraid, you beast of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. In other words, he's pointing us to his appointments to the plant life that don't have a brain. They have to, a banana is going to be another banana that comes after it. An apple tree is going to not produce figs. It's going to produce apples. And so he is mentioning this kind of thing. And he said, be not afraid, you beast of the field. For the pastures of the wilderness, not pastures, that's pastures, fields, of the wilderness. I didn't want you to get that messed up. The pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. And he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. And then here's part of the uh, entrance to the message tonight. And I will restore to you the years that the harvest, the locust hath eaten, the canker worm, and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm. And then he scores that with this. My great army, which I sent among you, that bothered me 45 years ago. When I started reading that kind of thing, it bothered me until I understood that he would never just sweep us out of the world and into his kingdom. It would have to be a hunger, an appetite, a choice. And so he said, I will send all this stuff and... In the middle of that, you will make a choice about how you're going to live your life. But you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you, my people. He doesn't disassociate himself. He says, my people. You're my creation. You look like me. 
You were made in my image. You deserve to have the best life because you look just like God. And he said, I'm going to come to you and you shall know that I am in the midst of you and I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. The word shame there just simply means naked, incomplete, coming up lacking all the time, not having enough. And so that's a shame. And God said, that's not going to happen on my time. If you want to live that way, that's your privilege. But he said, I'm going to make it convenient for you. I'm going to give you simplistic terms. You crucify the flesh and the lust thereof. That's a tough thing, yes. But it's not tough at all when you realize the beauty of doing it. It's easy to sacrifice $100 for a $5,000 car. Like I saw about 17 heads go. I said, giving $100 may be hard if you've only got 200 in your pocket. But you're getting a $5,000 car. Who worries about the lack of of only having a hundred left. When you're getting God for sacrificing your flesh, you are on the best end of the stick still. You are far more advantaged to have God than you are to have two cars in your driveway. You are far more advantaged to have God than you are to have three pantries full of food. You are far more advantaged to nearly be broke rather than to be Limited spiritually. That's huge stuff. And so he said, it shall come to pass afterward, all of these things, and I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in, that, in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Have you heard anything about tornadoes? Have you heard anything about the lands and the fires out in California? Have you heard anything about all this stuff that he's mentioning? All the bugs that are eating up crops here, there, and yonder. He said, I'm going to send all of that stuff because I'm going to shake this whole world and let them know they're not in charge. They are only in charge of their life. And what they do with their life is going to be judged because I am their creator. I gave them their breath. I gave them their abilities. And they did not serve me with their whole heart. So I'm going to send all of this stuff. But it's only one reason. It's my last ditch effort to let you know that I am the Lord that created all of this and I manage all of it and I'm going to turn it loose for a little while and the locust and the caterpillar and all of these things and there's going to be a famine in the land and there's going to be a famine of the here.
hearing of the word and you're already seeing that. There's a lot of people that don't even have a desire to go. They go to church because they go to church. But the desire to study the word is, oh, it's just uh, so easy to get on uh, uh, Facebook. It's easy to get on Twitter. It's easy to get on uh, online. It's easy to get on all of this other stuff. I'm not against that stuff. I got all of it. But what I'm telling you is it's a whole lot easier to take words from people that sound like they know or they got a big financial uh, thing going or they got a nice home or they got a nice wife or they got a nice family and you get to thinking, man, they got it all together. No, no, no. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism and that's the coming Messiah that is about to reap the harvest of men and women that have chosen. I'm a revivalist. I am loving God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I don't have anything left for the devil. I don't have anything left for this world. All I do is negotiate this world so I can live in this world and flourish with the glory of the Lord. I'm here to tell you revival is coming. But it's coming at a cost. You're hearing the cost. Watch this now. Verse 28. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And let me just pause right there because it's not in my notes in preaching. But let me, let me just tell you this. You keep praying for your sons and daughters. You keep praying for your husband and wife. You keep praying for your friends and family. I'm here to tell you your prayers are doing a whole lot more than you think. You see, we go to the store and we give them a check and we get groceries. We go to the uh, bank and and, and we we take out a loan and we buy a $50,000 car. And and we're so used to that. And we get to thinking that's the way God operates. No, 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 no. God don't operate that. He said, call on me in the day of trouble and I will hear you, but I will come to you and then I will give you the advice you need to straighten your life out and you'll get off of the crooked road and you'll get out of the mountain in the valleys and I'm going to give you power to survive everything you're going through and then I'm going to multiply the land you're living in and you're going to be joyful and you're going to have a dance that you don't have to be pumped by singers and you don't have to be a be pumped by a preacher you're going to go to God's house and you're going to say I came to worship I came to praise his name I woke up this morning with Jesus on my mind the first thing I had to do was to praise him for another night's rest for a bed to sleep in for food to eat I'm talking to somebody tonight hallelujah online or in the house God's got his finger pointed toward himself and saying come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down with worries and fears about what's happening he said I'm about to revive revival I'm about to revive the old days I'm about to have people that are shouters and dancers because I like that. Oh, I wish some of you men would just stand up and just shout with a good war whoop. Oh, devil, you listen. This church is not asleep. We're not lazy. We're coming out of here. We're walking the streets of tomorrow with lamps. Thank you, gentlemen. Sorry, I've been waiting all day to preach this. 
Hosea 6 and 1. Come, let us return unto the Lord. Now catch this next little phrase. For he hath torn. Don't let that mess you up. The Lord hath torn, but he will heal what he tore. If you call on him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, do you understand why he tore? He wanted you to understand how weak we really are. We can be torn. And so he exposed you to the tearing because he wanted you to know he can heal everything. He don't do one thing. He don't give a sunburst and a drought to a land just to do it. People get hungry when they see a drought. They start obeying things when they see a drought. He said, I'm going to tear this thing up. I'm going to turn loose a great army among you. And when that army begins to devour your children and your cities and your schools, my children are going to wake up and I'm going to heal the land. And I am going to have a prayer meeting with my followers. And I am going to give them wisdom and knowledge and strength and power and glory and revelation and understanding and they will go down and they will come up and they will not be weary in well doing for I am the Lord and I am sufficient unto the day of trouble I am sufficient unto the day of weariness I am sufficient unto the day of casualties I am the Lord and I change not call on me in the middle of all of that hell and I will heal your land I will heal your mind I will heal your heart I will heal your hands I will give you peace that passes understanding people try to join a local church and think that all that's going to just happen because they joined up with somebody that had it happening no 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 it's an individual experience come unto me all you that are heavy laden Burdened down with care. And I will give you rest. He didn't say because you got rest, everybody in the family is going to get rest. But you will be a pattern. Just lay it all on the altar your whole life. Lay it. hard to do isn't it they're looking at you like weird because you got your legs still cocked up <laughs> now here's what's going to happen because he laid his whole life on the altar God can take care of his whole life now when he gets up from here he's going to be dancing he's going to grab his wife and dance with her Oh, you hadn't seen nothing yet. We got a whole night of this stuff. <laughs> He's getting nervous. He's wondering how many times. 
We didn't come to church to go to church. We came, he said, come, learn of me, and I will give you rest like you've never had. You'll have peace like you've never had it. You'll have joy like you've never had it. And he said, the fat shall overflow, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Glory means overcoming. Glory means I won. I won over my flesh. The glory of the Lord came. I won over the situation. The glory of the Lord came. I'm telling you, they sing glory when they win a crown in the football, baseball, and all the sports arenas they glorify flesh but we glorify the Lord he said I'm a jealous God and I will not give you what you want to glorify your flesh they're going to see you sacrificing and all of a sudden the glory is going to happen and you're going to dance because inside of you there's a well of water springing up into everlasting life and the devil can't stop it he don't have a spigot to turn it off. It's joy. It's peace. It's righteousness. It's glory. It's revival. Is that all? She wants your wallet. It's all right. You need to borrow mine? Oh, I'll put it in the offering. Here, I got a credit card. I don't give her to the credit card. Just let her see it. See, you got to ask, and it shall be given. He shows you all this miracle stuff, but you got to ask to get it. You got to lay your life on the line to get it. You got to give him your heart if you're going to get his heart. You got to give him your life if you're going to get his life. Uh, that's all he, I mean, what, what more could you ask for than get his life instead of living in this weak stuff and this frustrating stuff and all of this weak stuff? Hey, friend, let me tell you something. He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That's not just a cool statement. That is an exact truth. So, there's three things that God is about to do in this land. He's already been doing it in a measure. And he's already been doing it in some of the foreign countries. But one of the things that he said, he said, I will revive our works in the midst of the years. And watch this. In wrath, I will make known mercy. So the wrath of the Lord is coming on America because we no longer hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one source. We've got so many sources, banks, credit cards. We've got so much stuff going. We don't need God. All we need is somebody to tell us we're saved. I'm telling you, being saved is a whole lot bigger deal than joining a local union. Because you're saved out of sin. You're saved out of carnality. You know how what I've been trying to teach us to get our appetite up because you got a bunch of people and I'm asking preachers all over the country. I'm asking preachers in our city. I'm asking people that go to church in our city. When they tell you you're saved, what are you saved out of? Now You don't want to ask them unless you know what they need to be saved out of. You get yourself in a bind out there. Well, pastor got me going and now I got myself in trouble. No, no, no. I know what, how to handle the rest of it. 
Okay? So you want to learn how to handle the rest of it. What does he save you out of? Because he don't just save you lock, stock, and barrel. He saves you out of carnal thinking. He saves you out of the way of the, the way of flesh. He saves you out of that world that tempts you every day to not pray, to not praise, to not obey. He saves you out of all that junk. And then he saves you into the courtroom of heaven where he dishes out the will of God. The will of God is like the will that your grandparents you hope leave for you that's got multi-millions in it. I saw 20 of you do get excited about it. Do none of you have any grandparents? Oh, you just don't think they got a will with your name in it. Ladies and gentlemen, this stuff is real. This is not about going through some little routine where we got a little casual preacher will come up here and do this and and entertain our minds and, and make us think at all of this. No, 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 no. I am a trainer. Any of you ever played football? Any of you ever went to band? Man, you ought to heard me back when I was a French horn player. Oh, they rock, They were so happy I quit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've tried a lot of it. But the one thing I tried that I've never been sad about is that day when I made up my mind. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the cost is. I am going to serve the Lord with my heart and my mind and my hands and my feet. I've never regretted it. Now let me add this to you. I've never been perfect at it even though that's what I did say and committed myself. And when I do violate my commitment, I, when I realize it, I head straight back to that altar. And I tell him, God, I realize I got out of bounds. I realize I quit loving people like I should have. I quit worshiping like I should have. I, I, I'm telling you, God, I am sorry for violating my contract with you. But thank you because your mercy endureth to all generations. Thank you that your mercy is quick and rapid to recover the breath of life you're saved out of sin but you're saved into the righteousness of the king the liberties of the king of the law of the kingdom and the laws of the kingdom bring righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost and then you got a right to do the jigaboo and the dance and shout and praise the name of the Lord with all of your heart your soul your mind and I can tell you what he's going to do. He's going to rain righteousness in your life. Amen. Fake it on that, and he'll let you fake it on the rest of it. It's not about shouting and dancing because the songs are right. It's not about shouting and dancing because you... I can do that when I get somebody to give me a $1,000. Come on, folks, this is no game. No, 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 it's not a game. It's real life. I'm talking about real life. It's not religion. The religion killed him. 
It's about a bride. It's about a partnership. It's about a relationship. That's what this whole thing's about. It's a relationship. And all of us are the bride of Christ. In him there is neither male nor female. We're all the bride. If we commit our life to him. And he don't like adulterers and fornicators. Fornicators is the ones that get sold on themselves. And they get sold on religious people. And so they have their fornication sort of a thing. Adulterers are those that commit evil with Satan and then think God is going to take them right out in the rapture because they talked in tongues 20 years ago. He said, I'm going to tell you, you're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost and you can't get it renewed unless you get it. He doesn't say you're saved because you talk in tongues. What he says, you're born. Have we got any kid in here that's about like a one-year-old, two-year-old, doesn't know adjectives and adverbs and verbs and nouns? Oh, my little sweetheart, come here, girl. You want to help pastor preach a minute? She is bold, and she is going to be a light. And she loves me. It's all right. Oh, man, we just hear it real. I don't believe in fake church. Oh, she is. Look, look at this smile. Watch her hug me. Go ahead. And she does that when y'all are not looking. So it's not a fake. She comes around and holds my little leg and, 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 and part of it's fat. But ladies and gentlemen, suffer little children, he said, to come unto me. Why? They're so beautiful and so innocent. And he wants that out of every one of us. He wants to call us his children. Children of the Lord. Would you give them a big wave? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. If I can help it. We're going to sweep over this city with love for the city. I'm not talking about the love that people are talking about. Love gives protection and provision to our enemies. Love gives protection and, uh, and, uh, and provision to our neighbors. Love your neighbors. Love the Lord thy God. God just ask of you, give me praise and give me allegiance. And I will give you the things that you need when you give to me. Because there is no way that my law of giving and receiving will ever be bankrupt. I will give unto you the life 
I had, and I will put it on a cross. I will hang it there so that everybody knows I'm dying willingly. I'm not going to fight. He said I could call 10,000 angels, and they would be, every one of you would be laying on the ground, but I am holding them back so you can do your nasty deeds in trying to get rid of a God that is the Almighty that created the heaven and the earth. And so what I'm reading to you is that he said I'll tell you what I'm going to do in the last days I'm going to revive revival I am going to restore to the land a church that is like the church that was on the day of Pentecost I am going to raise up a people that are called by my name they love holiness nobody has to make them do it they love purity they love living clean they love living their same sex of who they are they love that kind of stuff because God gave them that life God didn't give them that other life God gave them a male and a female and a male and a female for a reason and when we begin to cross up the wires we become a nation that has forgotten the God that gives every cloud that gives the rain that gives the law of the spirit that gives us a heaven that gives us a rapture ladies and gentlemen it's time for the church that loves God to shout every day to stand and praise him with all of our heart why don't we do it right now let's just praise him for being a God that's real Y'all be thinking of a song because I'm thinking about quitting. Three things he's going to revive. He's going to revive old-fashioned sacrifice. It was in the Old Testament. It was in the New Testament. And it's in this new generation. Heart, soul, Mind and strength. That's the kingdom life. And when you try to divide that, he said, I will not have somebody in my courtroom getting a handout of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost if they violate the law of the Spirit. Sin separates you from the program come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and for just about three well about 25 seconds just praise God looking at me I know it's going to be really tough but try it no no wait 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 wait. sound like you're sad like I gotta do this No, with the clapping of your hands, with the dancing and the praising, that's what he wants for us. Because he said God inhabits the praise of his people. He said the one the one translation says he pitches a tent and
and dwells where people praise him. I like that translation because it fits the whole book. It fits what happens. He said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And so when you pitch a tent and you begin to praise him, guess what happens? You're coming toward him. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. He's fixing to revive revival. He's fixing to revive prayer. He's fixing to revive everything that you've ever wanted. But you've got to give everything you are. Cry unto the Lord with a loud voice. Anybody that wants to join him, please feel free. He's watching. The Bible said the eye of the Lord seeks somebody to worship him in spirit and in truth. If you want to dance, I'll ask him to play a little music. If you want to praise him with a loud voice, he loves it. If you want to renew it of the Holy Ghost, he's got time. Oh, there's a revival breaking out. He's going to revive revival. He's going to revive old-fashioned worship. He's going to revive old-fashioned allegiance. There's a revival, but it's got a course. It's already got a riverbed. Go ahead and sing. Let's don't be in a rush. He's not in a rush, and he's not going to be in a rush tomorrow to bless you for blessing his name. Jesus! 
us just be quiet for a minute. And I want you to meditate on the blessings of God with your eyes closed. And then when you start sensing the blessings, I want you to open your heart with a shout of praise. And let's just let it ring across the house. And we're not going to play any music for this shout. The Bible said, shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. You know when you've had some victory because the Lord has visited with you. Now, I'm going to count to ten. And then whoever wants to be the first and whoever wants to join in with them, you just do it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. Why don't you try dancing without any music? I'm telling you, angels are coming. The Bible said the angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him and praise his name. Let me tell you, you're going to have some angels come to your house. You're going to have some angels in your car because it's impossible for God to lie. Hallelujah. Now, why don't you just take it out on a brother, sister? And hug somebody's neck and let them know you're part of my world. I'm part of your world. We bear one another's burdens. We walk together. We live in the holiness of God together. We shout unto the Lord together. We are a people that's united by a name that's above every name. We are the family of the King, the only wise God.